It began over 5,000 years ago when civilization was young. Every major culture, Egypt, Greece, Rome, India, Japan, studied it, practiced it, perfected it to a fine art. They admired its Olympian demands, strength, speed, agility, skill, grace, and courage. They did it to honor their gods, they did it to honor their kings, they did it to train their soldiers, they did it to compete, and they did it for fun. It has come down through the ages to us today. It is Coliseum Corner, the wrestling podcast where each and every Coliseum home video is reviewed. From the personalities and specialties to the best of the WWF and even the Collector Series. If you're looking for reviews of WrestleMania, Survivor Series, Royal Rumbles, and SummerSlams, then look somewhere else because this is a trip down memory lane of your favorite videos. We review the good, the bad, and even sometimes the awful. Join Bill as he takes us down a memory lane adventure the likes of which no podcast has ever gone before. So sit back, relax, and listen to this fantastic podcast that we call Coliseum Corner. And here is Bill to start the show right now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Coliseum Corner. I am your host, Bill. When people discuss the top baby faces in the history of professional wrestling, there are certain names that pop right out. Hulk Hogan, Dusty Rhodes, Stone Cold Steve Austin, just to name a few. But one individual's name that should get popped up, maybe should be mentioned a little bit more, and, and maybe it does, depending on the age group, is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. And he is the subject of today's episode of Coliseum Corner, because it's all about Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. So, kind of a quick little story about Ricky uh, in WWF before I get to the beginning of this tape. He comes in to the World Wrestling Federation about a month or so before the first WrestleMania, after competing in Mid-Atlantic and the Crockett Territory for so long, and he comes in at first as Ricky Steamboat. Not the Dragon, just Ricky Steamboat. Eventually, as you guys will hear in the duration of this podcast, we will get to see Ricky Steamboat become the Dragon. So, with that, let's get right into the videotape, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. This video is hosted by Gorilla Monsoon, and he talks about how he has known Ricky Steamboat for a long time and how he is a very upstanding gentleman. Our first match on this tape sees Ricky Steamboat challenging Greg the Hammer Valentine for the Intercontinental title, as this is only a couple of weeks before Valentine loses the title to Tito Santana, which I had previously talked about on the last episode of Grudge Matches. So we have in Madison Square Garden, Gorilla Monsoon and Gene Okerlund commentating. So if you know Gene Okerlund, you're going to hear a lot of sounds. So 
we catch up. It's, it's a few minutes into the match. They're in the corner. Steamboat goes after Valentine, and he starts to build his offense. His momentum is starting to build up here. And he does a snapmare, and Gene's like, Oh! Yes, you do get that. Um, so, Steamboat is right on task with Valentine. And even at one point, he does a move, and Gene is like, Aye! Yes, he did say that. I, he really did. So, anyway, um, <laughs> uh, Valentine has to get out of the ring, and Jimmy Hart's complaining because Steamboat is using these karate-like moves. And you can even hear... Jimmy Hart going, he's Bruce Lee, baby! He's Bruce Lee, man! And Gorilla's like, oh, Bruce Lee couldn't even hold a bag compared to Ricky Steamboat. So Valentine eventually does get momentum back, and he pounds away on Valentine with forearm shots and a couple of punches here and there. And then we get to the end of the match. Steamboat's coming back. He's building offense. He hits Valentine with of a clothesline and then he does this kick to the back of the head of valentine valentine goes over the top into the floor and the referee starts counting jimmy hart's trying to get him to wake up and by the time he's able to get up from the floor referee calls for the bell and gorilla and mean gene are confused they're like wait a minute what happened here well what happened is Ricky Steamboat is declared the winner of the match as a result of a countout. And of course, we should be reminded that you cannot win a title on a countout or a disqualification. So now we go to the body shop with Jesse Ventura, and his guest is Ricky Steamboat. And Ventura says, I'm going to talk about your fashion in a minute, which, honestly, he never talks about his fashion he asks him where does the name steamboat come from does it come because one of your ancestors climbed up a coconut tree and saw a steamboat passing by and that's how you got the name steamboat and ricky's like no my ancestor climbed up a volcano and saw a steamboat passing by and that's how I got the name Steamboat so then Jesse talks about how Ricky is using karate moves oh you know knife edge chop thrust and Jesse Ventura points out how these moves are illegal how some of them go into the larynx and how you can get them in the eyes and Ricky's explanation is when I I do them, they are open-handed. They are open-handed shots. When someone like you, like you does it, they are closed fists. What you do is illegal. What I do is open-hand and is legal in the confines of the Federation. Well, this gets Jesse upset, and he pretty much ends the segment without ever him asking about Ricky Steamboat's fashion. Now... Oh boy, this next piece. Uh, we get to see how Ricky Steamboat becomes the dragon. Because we are going to see Ricky Steamboat perform the three 
moments of truth. So Gene Okerlund is there, and he starts off with Rick the Dragon Steamboat. Oh boy, we're already off to a good start. We are here in the temple of Ching Lao. This is where you train to become a martial arts expert. And as we go by, we will point out each and everything that you did. We are standing here on the Bridge of Serenity. And Ricky Steamboat explains that this was the first task of the three, is the Bridge of Serenity. So we see Steamboat fighting on a bridge against two guys, and it really is just kind of cheesy. So after that's over, Richard, that was quite impressive. All right, so we've got Rick and Richard. Where are we going with this? Richard, that was quite impressive. Now we'll continue on. All right, Ricky, Steamboat, now we are in the Gardens of Tranquility. And Steamboat talks a little more, and we get the scene of the Gardens of Tranquility where he fights three guys. And it's really nothing. Actually, I think the Gardens of Tranquility was a lot easier than the Bridge of Serenity. Rick, Steamboat, this is unbelievable. All right, look, Gene, you've gone Rick to Richard to Ricky. Are you going to call him Ricardo next? Are you going to call him Richie? You know, Richie Steamboat? I, I don't know where this is going. So anyway, after calling him Rick one more time, the third and final test is in the temple of Ching Lao. And this you have to do in front of the masters. And if you achieve this final task, you will become an expert. So we see Steamboat walking into the temple of Ching Lao. And the head of the temple is speaking. And we get subtitles! Yay! So Steamboat now has to fight off three, four guys in this final task and Steamboat accomplishes it successfully and what does Ricky Steamboat get for passing? Well besides being accepted he gets clothes. Yes he gets clothes. And that ends the segment of the three moments of truth with Ricky Steamboat. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this Yes, this is 1985. This probably was on TNT, Tuesday Night Titans. All Gene has to do is call him Ricky Steamboat. What is up with this Rick? What is up with this Richard stuff? Was Gene just like so out of it that day? He was like, uh, you know, kid, I don't feel like calling you Ricky today. I'm going to call you Rick or Richard or whatever the hell it is, if that's okay with you. And knowing Steamboat, he's probably like, sure, that's fine. So our next match, after going through that, is with Brutus Beefcake. And this is a very interesting match for a number of reasons, which Gorilla points out, but I'm not going to point them out yet. I'm going to get to them in a couple of minutes. So it is Steamboat against Beefcake, and 
we find out that this is a no disqualification, no count-out match. Wouldn't there have to have been a feud for this to happen? Anyway, we're in the Maple Leaf Gardens, and Billy Red Lions and Jack Reynolds are there for commentary, so you can imagine how <clears throat> wonderful the commentary is going to be for this match. And Steamboat's thrown out of the ring right away, but he manages to come back, and he goes right after Brutus Beefcake. Now, the referee for this match, I have no idea who this is, might be one of the worst referees there's ever been. Because when an individual goes for a pin, he takes so much time to make a count that you could do several things. You could go to the grocery store, you can make a blanket, you could eat lunch, you could get a shower, you can watch your favorite TV show. That's how slow this referee's counting. So, we go along into the match, and Steamboat has a pin. So the referee goes for the count. One, two, Beefcake kicks out. However... The house lights go up. So, even though it was a clear two count, the people in the Maple Leaf Gardens turned the house lights on thinking that Steamboat had won the match. So the referee's saying, no, no, we're restarting. You know, this is still going on. So now, Beefcake and Steamboat are in the corner. Luscious Johnny V grabs the ankle of Ricky Steamboat. Beefcake clothesline Steamboat. Beefcake goes for a cover. One, two, three. Beefcake wins the match. The light, the house lights go up. But wait a minute. The referee saw Johnny Valiant holding the ankle of Ricky Steamboat. So the referee says, no, this match is restarting. This match is going to continue. Steamboat comes back, he gets a schoolboy, one, two, three, Ricky Steamboat wins the match after the house lights go up for the third time, and hey, at least they stay on after the match has ended. Johnny Valiant is upset about it, almost punches the referee, but doesn't. Um, this was a good match, I mean, I mean... The Valentine match was okay. This one, I thought, was a little bit better just because of the craziness that happens at the end. But this referee, and what I'm, what I'm going to say may surprise you, this isn't even the worst referee in the entire tape. We're going to get to the worst referee in the tape in a little bit. So now we go to the TNT show where Vince McMahon is joined by Mr. Fuji and the Magnificent Morocco. And what we're going to go through here is the entire saga of the feud between Morocco and Steamboat. So they have Morocco and Fuji on the TNT show, and we take a look at a clip of a match that took place between uh, Morocco and Steamboat. So Steamboat, at this point in the match, is beating up Morocco. Morocco has been busted open. Fuji tries to get involved, but Steamboat attacks Fuji. 
So Steamboat keeps going on to Morocco. Fuji gets himself together as he grabs a belt. And he starts to choke Steamboat with the belt. So this stops the match. Excuse me. Referee calls for the bell. And then Steamboat gets thrown over the top rope. And he is hung. Fuji and Morocco are hanging Ricky Steamboat. And this has become known as the infamous hanging match. So Morocco and Fuji, or, or more Morocco, is talking about this. And at one point he mentions how uh, King Curtis Iakea had previously been on T or TNT talking about who are some of the best wrestlers from the Hawaiian Islands. And Morocco was kind of upset that you know he wasn't mentioned. So then we get back to Morocco and Fuji. Morocco talks about how he is at the top of the mountain. He is at the peak. He cannot go any higher. He's done everything. He does whatever he wants to do. And Vince McMahon is like, well, there's only one way to go, and that's down. And Morocco talks about how Ricky Steamboat gets chased by these beautiful blondes. And Morocco's like, I got some fat, ugly women. I got some fat broads that would take up Ricky Steamboat any day of the week. And it'll be one heck of an experience. And then Morocco ends it with, put it in your pipe and smoke it. So now we go to our next match which is Ricky Steamboat against Mr. Fuji. And Fuji is alone for this match. Morocco did not come out with him for this one-on-one -on -one match. Steamboat runs right into the ring, and he starts choking Mr. Fuji with a karate belt. And he is going to town on Mr. Fuji. We get a... This is a decent match. You know, back and forth, you get some karate moves. And then we get to the end where Steamboat goes to the top rope. He hits the cross body block. One, two, Fuji kicks out. Ooh, okay. So Fuji comes back. He tries for a move. Misses. Steamboat schoolboys Fuji. One, two, three. Ricky Steamboat beats Mr. Fuji to a nice pop. Now, Steamboat rolls out of the ring, <coughs> and he's getting cheered by the fans, and he's, I think, giving them high fives. And as you see in the background, here is this cute little girl coming up from behind, wanting to hug Steamboat, but she turns right back around, goes right back through the crowd, which was kind of cute and kind of funny. So as Steamboat is making his way towards the back, he turns to look to the crowd, and then all of a sudden, from behind, here comes Morocco with a wooden chair. Bam! Breaks the chair over the back of Steamboat. He attacks Steamboat. Mr. Fuji joins in on the fun to beat down Ricky Steamboat after winning such a battle with Mr. Fuji, and it's just taken away from him. So now we go to Steamboat and Morocco. 
This is known as the Dragon's Revenge. So we get into the match. The match has already started, and Steamboat is a house of fire. He goes right after Morocco. He knocks him out to the floor. Now, the story of this match is not Morocco. It's not Steamboat. It's not even Mr. Fuji. The story of this match is referee Dick Worley. Because as Steamboat tries to go outside, Worley grabs Steamboat to kind of prevent him from going outside. And Gorilla Monsoon is pointing out, Oh, referee shouldn't do that! It's not not allowed! So, this is going to be the focus of the match. Because anything Steamboat tries to do, this referee is going to get involved. So, Morocco, who's upset, asks where Jesse Ventura is for commentary. I guess he wasn't scheduled to be at the Capitol Center that day for commentary. So, uh, Morocco comes back in, and Steamboat just goes at him some more. And Morocco goes all the way, lands on the announcer's table, and Steamboat climbs to the top rope, and it looks like he's going to jump onto Morocco onto the table. Can you imagine that spot in 1985? Well, the referee convinces Steamboat not to do it. At least he didn't pull him down. He just convinced him not to do it. So Morocco gets off of the table and Gorilla Monsoon's like, Well, this isn't the way you expected, isn't it? And Morocco's like, Shut up! So as this is going, you know, so we go a little bit further and Steamboat has Morocco in the corner and he's punching at Morocco. He's giving him punches. Dick Worley, once again... Steps in, prevents Steamboat from punching Morocco. Like, he physically gets involved, stops him from punching, and that's how Morocco gets the advantage onto Steamboat, is because of this referee, Dick Worley. So Morocco, for the next several minutes, takes control of the bout, throws Steamboat to the floor, and it's all Morocco. But Steamboat manages to find a way to come back. He has Morocco on the apron. Steamboat climbs the top rope. And he hits an open hand shot onto the head of Morocco that knocks him down. Steamboat then suplexes Morocco into the ring. Which Gorilla wasn't sure if he could do, but he did it. Then Steamboat starts hitting Morocco with an open-hand karate shot. Dick Worley, on three or four occasions, gets involved, physically involved. He pulls Steamboat off of Morocco on three or four occasions, which is unbelievable how he's getting away with this. And... Monsoon's complaining about it. Lord Alfred Hayes is complaining about it. It's just shocking. So Steamboat then has to deal with Mr. Fuji. Fuji gets on the apron. 
He knocks Fuji down. Steamboat grabs the cane. And he's going to go to take it to Morocco. Now, this is where the referee should stop Steamboat, which he does. He forces Steamboat to put the cane down. Meanwhile, Gorilla notices that Morocco has something in his right hand. Steamboat picks him up, and then Morocco gives Steamboat a right-hand punch. Morocco drops down, covers him. One, two, three. The magnificent Morocco wins the match. Although I have to say, Dick Worley did play a significant role in the outcome of the match because on five, six separate occasions, he physically got involved in the match when he shouldn't have. And I was watching and I was thinking to myself, dangerous Dick Worley. If he had been maybe 10 years younger, maybe that gimmick could have worked. But we all know where it went to somebody else. So now we see Ricky Steamboat on Piper's Pit. And all this is about is, again, you know, Steamboat using martial arts, which is illegal. Steamboat, at first, calls Roddy Piper Rodney, which infuriates Piper. He's like... My name's not Rodney. My name is Roddy. Roderick means conqueror. And Steamboat's like, okay, conqueror. And he's like, my name's not conqueror. Okay, Roderick. And, and it goes on. He's like, okay, you have three names. What are you? Are you Roddy? Are you Roderick? Are you conqueror? What are you? And Piper looks like he's about to get into a fight with Steamboat. And Steamboat takes his lay off and his jacket off and it looks like we're gonna get something but actually we don't get anything because it just cuts off so for the finale of this we take a look at ricky steamboat's two matches from the wrestling classic ricky steamboat was a part of the 16-man single elimination tournament his first match is against davy boy smith one half of the British Bulldogs. And to the best of my knowledge, this is the only time that Ricky Steamboat and Davy Boy Smith fought each other. Unless somebody knows of another time where Steamboat and Davy Boy's paths would have crossed, please let me know. So, this is, you know, Gorilla's excited. This is going to be a really good match. And Jesse's like, I don't know, Monsoon. I don't really buy into this. Someone's going to break a rule. So, it's a short, I'd say maybe three, three and a half minute match, which isn't that bad. Each man is able to display, you know, their strength, Steamboat with his wrestling ability, Davy Boy showing off his power. It's just a really good match. And then you get to the end. Steamboat goes for a splash. Davy Boy brings up the knees. Davy Boy then gets up. He hits a drop kick on the Steamboat. Then he hits a second drop kick on the Steamboat. Davy Boy then runs to the ropes, goes for a third drop kick. Steamboat moves out of the way. Davy Boy accidentally crotches himself on the top rope 
The referee goes to check on him. He stops the match and decides that Davy Boy cannot continue the match. And Ricky Steamboat is awarded the match because of referee's stoppage. And I gotta say, for the few minutes that this match was, it was a pretty decent match. Um, I kind of wish that this would have gotten another minute or two, but when you're doing a tournament, you, you know, you got so many people in it and you got to jam everything in. So I can understand why this match went a little short, but I thought it was a decent match between, between the two. <coughs> and like I said, I would have loved to have seen these two face off again. Um, if, if anyone does know, please tell me uh, if there's any additional footage of a Steamboat Davy Boy Smith match, because I think that would have been a pretty good match. So now we go to Steamboat's final match where he faces Randy, the not-so-macho man Savage. That's according to the words of Gorilla Monsoon. So this is the second round of the tournament. Steamboat is already in the ring. Savage comes out to pomp and circumstance. Elizabeth is there. And Savage attacks Steamboat from behind very quickly. And he goes right after him. But Steamboat comes back and takes a little bit of an advantage. Uh, they go to the outside. Savage hits a double, you know, an atomic or a double, <laughs> double axe handle onto Ricky Steamboat. They go back in the ring. It's a good back and forth match. At one point, Jesse Ventura returns from commentary because he had interviewed Randy Savage prior to this match. So that's why he's making his way back to commentary. And then we get to the end of the match. Savage goes to the outside on the apron. Steamboat's trying to get to him. The referee here is Dave Hebner. And he kind of blocks him. Doesn't get as physical as Dick Worley does. So Savage goes into his tights. Grabs something. He takes a shot. Misses. Steamboat's going to hit a back suplex. Savage punches Steamboat with whatever he's got in his hand. Puts it back in his tights. Cover. One two, three, Randy Savage wins the match and he advances further into the tournament. And then we look at a replay of what happened. And unfortunately, we don't get the part where we see Savage going into the tights, but Gorilla mentions that he has already gone into the tights to grab whatever it is and he punches Steamboat and knocks him out. So we have the credits roll, but hold on fans, hold it right there because we have three new exciting videos coming real soon from Coliseum Video. Starting off with the best of the WWF Volume 7, we will see a tag team match in a feud that just seems like it'll never end between Brett Hitman Hart and Jim the Anvil Nyhart against Davey Boy Smith and the Dynamite Kid, the British Bulldogs. Next, after thousands of requests, they are doing Villains of the Squared Circle. The bad guys doing what they do best. Individuals such as King Kong Bundy, Big John Studd, 
Bobby the Brain Heenan, the Magnificent Morocco, Mr. Fuji, Randy the Not-So-Macho Man Savage, Roddy Piper, and from the archives, Stan the Man Stasiak and Classy Freddy Blassie. And finally, a look at a career at the only wrestler to have ever been given the name the living legend of wrestling, Bruno San Martino. We take a look at his early years where he faces men such as Stan Hansen and Killer Kowalski. And then he returns to the ring to fight the younger wrestlers such as Rowdy Roddy Piper. That's the best of the WWF Volume 7, Villains of the Squared Circle, and Bruno Sammartino, Wrestling's Living Legend. Go to your local video retailer and reserve your copies now. And then, of course, if you'd like to send a comment, write to the producer, Coliseum Video, 430 West, 54th Street, New York, New York, 10019. And that is the end of the videotape Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Now, this is a very, it's a very interesting tape to watch because this is, for the most part, <coughs> excuse me, kind of looking back at Steamboat's first year in the World Wrestling Federation, almost. And he's in some big matches. Valentine with the Intercontinental title, the whole feud with Morocco, which is really good. That's, to me, the highlight of this video is the feud with him and Morocco. And and you see also the potential of something real special we're going to get with him and Randy Savage down the line. I don't want to go too far ahead, but we're going to get to a point where we're going to have something really special with Ricky Steamboat and Randy Savage. Overall, as far as the tape itself goes, it's okay. I mean, I if I had to, I, I'd say of the first six personality tapes that I've gone through counting this one, I, I think it would have to be third or fourth. I think it would be that or the Captain Lou tape would be in the mix for third or fourth with the Piper video being the best one so far and Andre being second. And then you have Albano and Steamboat in the middle and then uh, Wrestling's Country Boys and then the first Hulkamania tape at the bottom. Oh my God, I don't... <laughs> that tape. Well, I'm gonna... I win this match. No. As far as the match quality goes, it's a good tape for match quality, especially the Steamboat Morocco match, the match with Davey Boy, even though it is a short time, and that little bit of a teaser with Randy Savage. There really isn't a bad match on the tape, which is a good thing to say. It's just with two of the matches, it gets ruined by referees. The referee in, on, in, in Toronto who I think by the time he's gotten into a two count, I have already gone to the bathroom. And Dick Worley in the match with Morocco getting involved so many times, I have no idea why he did that. It just made absolute no sense. But, like I said, the tape's okay. The martial arts training segment is what it is, but 
honestly, Gene kind of ruins it for me because of going back and forth on the different names. It's like, just pick a name. Seriously, just just pick one name to go with and I'll be fine. But he has to go through like 75 different names for Ricky Steamboat. But other than that, it's an okay tape. The matches are good. Definitely watch for the whole thing with him and Morocco. You get a couple of good matches, especially the one with Morocco is a really good match. Alright, next time around on Coliseum Corner, it is the best of the WWF Volume 6. And match-wise, I believe this is the shortest one as far as number of matches are concerned. But from what I remember, we got some doozies on this one. From what I remember, is it as good as I remember it? You'll have to tune in to find out. Thank you all for listening to this edition of Coliseum Corner. I'm Bill, and I'll talk to you all next time right here on Coliseum Corner.